0: Welcome to the Kasafa Show with Mark Gleeson and Nick Say.
1: Welcome to the special edition of the Kassafa Show where we talk all things women's football in Southern Africa. We have a special panel of guests with us and we'll discuss a range of topics, not least the fact that we have the Total Energies CAF Women's Champions League Kasafa Qualifier on the go in Durban. We're delighted to be joined by Mamaloni Sundance Ladies Media Officer, Angelo Kubeka, Kasafa Media Officer, Gwen Trubasula from Zambia, and a current member of our Kasafa TV team, Pearl Caroling, who has joined us in Durban from Botswana. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Maybe we can just start by asking each of you to share your journey in football to date, how you got started, and and where you are today.
0: I'm um, Pelagilem, but you can just simply call me Miss G. In the world of football of sport, I started as a player uh, at high school, and and then by then I started playing in as an impulse player, and then there was a time that one of the goalkeepers was not there, so we just had to close the gap for her. So I said, no, let me just be the goalkeeper. And then in that particular game, I did well. And then after that, the, the crusade, uh, I think you must be the goalkeeper now because you did so well without any training and everything. So that is that. And then from my high school, uh, I joined a, a double action football club. And then from there, I left double action uh, because it was far from my my home. And then I joined uh, Township Colors, which was really new in the league and then the, they were just starting women's football and then i retired at an early age i became the i was working in as a member and then uh a month on the line i was the secretary and then there were elections so i didn't stand for any because i was in i wasn't really interested in being an administrator then there was i was appointed as the team manager and then i i had to leave that because I've seen that uh, women's football is there, but there was no progress. There was no nothing. No one was even talking about women's football. And then I joined um, 442, which was a football magazine in Botswana. That is when I started to write a lot about women's football. But other than that, no one was just taking women's football class. And then one day I just had an interview and then I told them, look, women's football, one day everyone is going to talk about it. And then in 2015, I joined the um, FM. I was the sport producer there. And then I had a feature where I was talking about nothing but women's football until now. And then in 20, 2018, I, I traveled with the team to, that was the Zebras. I traveled with them to Korsafa, which was held in Polokwane. And then that was the time I had a chat with uh, Kosafa media manager. And then in September, I was invited to do social media uh, for Kosafa. And then <laughs> it was interesting. I arrived there. And then uh, two days before the tournament, uh, Linda said, uh, look, we have uh, another tournament in Botswana, It should be in December, that was five. So you're going to be doing social media. And then on the other hand, we'll be training as, the, the media officer. That is when I met Gwen. She was the media officer. Then I trained. But it looks like it, we were new, but we did a whole lot together. Uh, till now, I've been the media officer for, for kosafa and also back home. I'm a content aggregator and then a, a sport journalist. So that is there for me when it comes to football and sport.
1: Thanks, Paul, and uh, yeah, over to you, Gwen. Thank you. Your story.
2: I have a very short story for myself. So, anyway, um, I've been in sports uh, reporting since 2014, um, and I started with our national broadcaster back in Zambia, ZNBC, where I was an an I was doing some internship for just four months. Um, from there, I joined times of Zambia after I finished college. That was like 2015. I joined times of Zambia and I worked as a sports reporter there. Uh, so I covered a lot of women football. This way I actually fell in love with women football. Um, from there, I spent, um, two years at times of Zambia as a sports reporter. Then I got, uh, I, I, I found a new job, uh, with, um, a super league team in Zambia. It's called Napsa Stars, although it only has um, a men's team at the moment. There's a point when we had a female's team, but it got disbanded and we only have a men's team at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. So as of now, I just still write here and there for Times of Zambia, but I'm fully with Napsa Stars and now part of KOSAFA Media. I've been since 2018 when I got my first call up and yeah, that's about it for me.
1: Thanks, Gwen. Angela, your your uh, journey in football. Well, my journey
3: is very interesting and quite long, but I'll best summarize it. Well, I was always interested in sports, especially where it has to do everything with women. So then, after World Cup in 2010, that's when women's football became more interesting and more in our faces. so I was able to to get myself involved at a branch level where supporters meet at that clubhouse and I was always intrigued as to how come these people are always so happy and jubilant and so happy to be together. So and then I joined the, the, the branch. So then from then onwards, there were some, you know, ad hoc duties that no one wanted to do, like calling supporters and reminding them about the game and also sending reminders to tell them about the next game and hyping games up. So then there was a time where they were looking for a provincial secretary. That's how I was given the opportunity to be at a higher level of supporters to learn more about what they do, how they do things. Then, I think after a year or so, then at sundown, um, Mr. President Mtzepe said that there is a need for, for us to be structured. So there would be youth, women, and supporters so that each category is properly tailored, made to, and given all the things that they need, depending on the needs of that department so I got the position of the woman coordinator funny I did not apply because I didn't feel that you know I'd be good enough for that position because there were a lot of women that were there for me and I learned a lot from them so I saw them filling up this position so and then I took a chance then they said I should come to Gloriko full full time that's when I had to resign from APSA. So that's where my journey began in 2010, specifically. And then when I got to Sundowns, everything that had to do with women, including my sundowns, the pageantry, the ladies' team, and also the supporters, somebody had to make noise, somebody had to create awareness of the talent that's available at the class. So that's when then I on oh, the social media accounts with no instruction per se. So it was just me trying to to collaborate history that if we don't capture it at the moment, come next year or year or so later, we wouldn't have that information. So then here we are now. I'm the ladies team social media account officer, manager. And then also, I do their media stuff. I set interviews for the women. And I also encourage them, you know, market them, help them to understand their roles as well, that they are more than just soccer players. And on the Sundown side, I'm still the project manager of which, though it's pageantry. But uh, at the end of the day, we want all women, so to speak, or whether they're
1: interested. I'm just going to carry on with you, Andrew, if you don't mind. So, you know, you said your your journey started in 2010, and I'm sure there you would have seen a lot of change if we talk specifically about South African women's football. Now we have the Hollywood Bet Super League and whatnot. From your perspective, are we moving in the right direction, both from South Africa, but also Southern Africa? And what you've seen of the Kasafa tournaments as well as, as looking at the, the CAF Women's uh, Champions I League think as well.
3: We are at the best time of our lives because those that played football in the yes, the yes and those that laid the foundation, they had this vision in mind, though the time, the place didn't allow them to excel. So we are able to to tread on those footsteps that they've started. And also with the knowledge that they also, you know, are willing to give to us, the experiences and their stories, we can only do better, you know? So with the sponsors, well, SASSOL must just get kudos, big kudos, because they laid the foundation, you know, from a township, if you are a girl, and you you just know how to knock the ball around. You get a team of which probably they wouldn't have enough resources just to get by. Then Sasol was there to just make everything make sense. You know, it gave us hope that one day we will be fine. We will be fine now with Hollywood Bad taking everything to the next level. It's amazing. Then one asked What's next? If you could get here, what's next? You know, it's motivating, and us winning the CAF Club uh, Women's Cup, it's it's motivating as well. Then, what we are looking for is the World Cup. So every step goes a long way, you know. Every stride that is taken, it's it's doing a whole lot good to the game. Like now we are in Durban, and the ladies are participating in a tournament, well, well, you know, best prepared tournament, world-class and everything that we learned from last time, you know, things have become more easier. They are more flowy because we've been here last year and with the personnel from KOSAFA, magnificent. You know, like some of the things that I learn every day, it's amazing, you know, they make it so seamless. But then every day, when you try to emulate what they do, then you start to appreciate the hard work that they do. But it's only in knowing and understanding the, the toil that goes into the work, you see. So from here, we ask, what's next? Because we are not here before, we've never been here before, and we see progress. So I would say, yes. We are treading on the right path and we are on the right path
1: as well. Great. Thank you. And sort of similar to that, Gwen, obviously we've seen um, Zambian women's football has improved tremendously in recent years as well, culminating in their first ever qualification for the World Cup. What for you has kind of, you know, this this, this is not something that's happened overnight. It's been coming, uh, you know, maybe for the last decade or so. What for you has been that change? What, what sparked this improvement in, in the San Generally, game? I
2: just feel like it's the support that um, women's football is receiving of late. Um, I'll give an example. Before, uh, things used to be really, really bad, you know, in terms of just how much these girls were getting and just the support generally, even from uh, the, the football fans. At least now we're seeing uh, people following women's football. Even the league itself is, has even become competitive. Uh, before we'd see um, a lot of teams maybe not traveling for games and then we would have a lot of walkovers. But these days, um, even Green Buffalos now the team that is representing Zambia for the Women's Champions League, Kusafa Women's Champions League didn't have it easy to reach this far because it was a lot of competition because we even have um, a team called Indeni Roses. We have Red Arrows. There's just a lot of teams that are competing, you know, and just to see a lot of clubs uh, forming female teams, it's just it's just great because we never used to see this before. And at some point, we never even used to have the Women's League. But now we have it. And with uh, with how the team performed at the at the Wafcon and qualifying to the to the World Cup, I am very confident that we'll even have um, companies and uh, just the corporate world in general just come on board and support women's football. So I feel like it's just the support, really, because before people would obviously overlook women's football because they feel, okay, it's boring and whatnot. But now, back in Zambia, I'm seeing a lot of people actually saying, um, why don't we even send our women's team to represent us on behalf of the men? You know, I remember um, just recently, we got booted out of the Chan um, qualifiers and a lot of people were just making fun of them to say we should have sent uh, the the Copper Queens to To represent us and not uh, what uh, the men's team has uh, has done. And before, would always just support the men's team, but now we are seeing a lot of support, even for the females team. So, and also, I I feel like um, the the sports uh, in general, it's all for the women. It's growing and it's really making um, things easy for people to support. Um, and Kudos to Kosafa for for, for for always being there uh, to have these tournaments because um, I am, I'm a great believer that it's because of these tournaments that uh, we're getting to have this competition. And yeah, I think we're headed somewhere, and especially looking at how far we've come. Um, yeah, I think the development is massive.
1: Thanks, Gwen. A similar questions for you, Pearl, around Botswana. Um, obviously a first qualification for the WAFCON made the quarterfinals a few years ago, knocked South Africa out of the Olympic uh, qualifiers as well. So there's definitely been an improvement for the mayors uh, over the last three, four, five years. Where specifically for you does that I mean, come uh, from?
0: I think. When it started, uh, women's football started in Khabarone, that is Khabarone region, that is where most of the players were from. So no- nowadays uh, we have 16 regions, but only uh, close to 11 were active. But before that, it was just oh, two regions or so. So you just pick a uh, national team from Haboroni where supporters and everyone will be like, ah, this is Khabarone uh, national team, it's not uh, the national team. So nowadays, there's a lot of competitions and you look at other regions where you'll be having your under 15, your under 17. And then the support nowadays, it is way much better because even uh, the president, when he he committed himself to support women's football. So you can just see the, the difference, even the minister Have just uh committed himself to to support the the ladies. So that is where it is now. Because back then people were just uh it was just men's football, it was just fun where everyone was just teasing it and they would say, "Ah, These are boys, wannabes, and everything. Because you talk to you sit down with players, they'll tell you that the reason why we are wearing like this is because we are playing a men's game, but we, we need all the support and everything. So nowadays. You look at them; the it is not yet enough. You look at uh, sponsors; they already have uh, two sponsors now that came on board just to support women's football for the for the national tournament. So, which is something, and even the the prize money it was huge. Uh, everyone was was shot at the at the prize award uh, ceremony at the final because at first we knew everyone uh, the the winners would be getting 25,000, 20 Twenty-five thousand, and then at the final, it was announced that the winner will be getting two hundred and fifty thousand which was a lot because it was the first ever. And then we look at uh, um, the players; they're just there to compete nowadays. That they're, they're not just playing for for fun. Everyone want to play for the national team. Back then, uh, almost all the leagues were playing in the in the dusty grounds, and then Rabon because it was near. Uh, the Likidi Football Center, where the BFA offices are based. So they decided that, oh, okay, let's have uh, the league being played just in uh, in Likidi because there are two grounds. So after that, you could see the, the improvement. You look at 2018 and 2019 where they played Bayana, and knocked out Bayana, Bayana, because now they were just starting to get used to playing in the tab. Because back then they were just Seen the tap when they were uh, outside in the competitions. So it is getting way much better every day. And then uh, women's football is really recognized in Botswana because you, you have to compare. Back then, you just hear players say, ah, number seven. And then this time around, you can see, hear them just telling you your name, the, the names of the players. And then uh, the corporate is really coming on board, which is making even things easier. And then uh, the government have also uh, committed themselves to improve in terms of infrastructure because without
3: infrastructure, you can't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's fascinating. Thank okay. you, Okay, I
3: just wanted to add a point to what my sisters have said. Um, the one point that I wanted to add on, it's the supporters base. Because now we are competing with men that have been there for years and they have their support groups. So they have their loyal supporters that come to their games, that sing for them. They even have songs for each and every player at most. So we come as new babies that also need attention. But we've been there. It's just that we did not have a supporters base. So personally, I feel it's very important that we also start to work on Finding our own supporters in a way that we do not still, still in in brackets, but we don't move supporters from the men's team because not everybody would be interested in women's football, but eventually they will. But for now, we don't want people to flow across. We want them to continue to support the men's team. And then we also want our special support. I'm saying this because come Sunday, there's a fixture at Lucas Muripe in Artichville. Miami Sundown's men, they probably play against Supersport. And then we also have a game against JVW. I'm just making a scenario. So where are the supporters going to go? They'll probably go to the men's side. But when we have our own supporters base, where we have women, and the thing is, with women, we come as a family, you know, if it's one one child then you know there's a mother there's an aunt there's a there's a friend to the mom so already it's five so one one child has a ratio of five when it comes to women so we also need to to put more attention when it comes to that so that when we we have to to need support then it's already there and then if men feel that they need to come and support or those that prefer men's football they want to support us they can but then we should not depend on them because should men's football play on a certain day, they will take priority. So we need to also foster in, in all categories that women must also start building their own supporters base. I mean, we have the men's structures, we have their tried and tested methods. We can see what worked, what didn't work and their successful stories. So if we could just use that, that, um, that diagram, that that system, so to speak. If we can use that prototype to use it to to set up a structure, so that we can also have ourselves organized, we will do a great job. I feel we will do a great job because, as women, we we have so many things that we we bring with us. There's home, there's work, there's community, there's kids, there's this and that. Imagine when. It's a known fact that when we are maybe heading to a, a weekend, you have lined up matches that you know you need to attend, and that time also promotes family time as well. Then it will help us also to bring our youth home. You know, when we when the mummies are doing exciting things, you know, the cool things that kids want to see, then we we also. You know, bring that element back into homes, that togetherness, and you know, it 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 evolves. You know, like a, uh, what's this? Um, it's a ripple. So one thing that we do, it goes a long way. Then it goes to within a home. Then it goes to family members, friends, and all. So it, you know, it, it it's also a ripple effect. So we need to to also pay attention to that.
1: Yeah, that's mm. a very interesting, interesting point you make there, um, Angela. Uh, can you just give us a sense of, of who comes and watches Mammalodi Sundowns Ladies say in the Hollywood Bet Super League? You you speak there about mums and families and whatnot, but is there is it quite a female audience, or is there a mixture of men and women? And, and what do tickets cost? Uh, so what, what is
3: entry with men's football with PSL tickets? League games are for Terence. and then if it's competition. Tickets. It varies from sixty to eighty rands, and of late, we have seen that the stadium attendance is not that great. So, if it's forty rands and still the, the the attendance is not so great, then come to women's side. Our 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 games are free, but yet we don't have support. So, I think for women's lady for women's teams, it's not time yet to to have tickets sold because our entrance is free but still we're still trying to mitigate ways to to have more attendance so if we sell those tickets now then we'll be shooting ourselves in the foot because we haven't even established our own supporters base so from we can take learnings from the guys what they're doing right what they're doing wrong and those lessons when we perfect them i assure you you will see more attendance at the stadium and we also have you know there's so many elements that we haven't even dealt in um, I use an example of uh, okay academy players maybe the under 15 so if there's a young girl she's under 15 and she has a match in Johannesburg okay with her her mom will take her there probably the mom will come with her dad And the dad will bring his friend and his friend, probably his family. So one child goes to, you know, they make up a whole lot of numbers just from one child. So imagine if we also, you know, try to do what we can to to bring football at schools in our communities. You know, where, where it has never been before. It has been there, but then not so much. But then when we bring the right things there and fulfilling all the right needs, the, the the people have, then they will come through because in, in most cases, we don't even get time to go to movies. We don't even get time to go to parks or do anything fun. So, but then, you know, on a Saturday, you know, at three, I have a game. So everything else that you do have to do, before maybe one o'clock and after five o'clock. So at that time, it also promotes family time. And that's where sponsors can do a killing because one, they'll be serving customers that are already there, already that are there at the stadium. But you just need to know how do you serve them? What do these people need? What should they get so that they can be able to come through The next game. So such things are very important because good things can be done, nice things can always be done. But then, are those things effective? To what extent do they do they go? Because even if maybe we just do, you know, a cover up, still the base of everything. If it's not solid, if it's not right, and people they don't know or they don't have a buy in, then we've lost our case, and it's all going in circles, circles, circles. So. But I, I feel positive about this, you know. And I I don't know where I read it that you know when KFC was introduced, it was a time where women were, were now being employed and now working from eight to five. So when do you cook? So there was no time. So then they they started to to eat out or maybe eat in as a family where mom didn't have to cook because of having KFC as a family. So such things and it's, it's so, you know, it's so exciting that, you know, most of the products that are in our stores, they use us as guinea pigs. But when we have to serve ourselves, we don't know how to use our own assets, you know, but we, we can. There's still hope. There's still hope.
1: Yeah, I guess it's it's something that, as you say, needs a bit of work, but as long as we're kind of moving in the right direction and we know the direction that we want to go in, then there, there is kind of hope for the future, as you say. Um, Gwen, I wanted to ask you, as you mentioned earlier, you you work at Napsa Stars and congratulations. I know Napsa were promoted again at the end of uh, last season, so back in the MTN Super League in, in Zambia. But working in that very quite male-dominated environment, what, what has that been like? Have you have you had any challenges or have you found it quite a, a sort of comfortable well, environment?
2: Well, it was a bit challenging at first, but I've been working with the team since 2017. So um, one thing I've noticed about football, yeah, it's um, you sort of create a family. So, yeah. Um, even if you uh, you you face certain challenges, there's always a way that you end up knowing how to handle that. So, um, of course, I had a bit of challenges, especially when we visit, let's say, other football teams. They're, you know, there's just a lot of football traditions in where they feel like, uh, women should not be in football. It's just about it's. just supposed to be about men. Um. Yeah. I. I faced a lot of those challenges where I'm not allowed to go in our own dressing room because no, they believe why should the female be in the dressing room and stuff like that. But eventually, I think we got uh, sort of used to it because you know I was like the only female among us, this group of guys. Uh. But. I, th- I feel like eventually they got used and I've seen a lot of um, teams now engaging uh, female media officers because when I joined, I, f- I, I was like the second one. The first one used to work for Zisco United. Her name is Kate Bechengo. And then I joined Napsa Stars. So from that time, I I saw a lot of other teams uh, following the trend. And I feel like sh- I, I think we should have about five female media officers that, that I am. Um, Attached to, to 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 teams, so um, it's a bit challenging. Yes, but uh, you know, it's football is like a new normal for everyone, and I'm guessing this is why now we are even seeing um, female, I mean, women's football developing. I feel like everybody is now getting uh, to understand how the sport works, and yeah, so it's a bit it's a bit challenging. But we work as a family and I'm used now. I've been I've been with them since 2017. So yeah, it feels like home now.
1: Oh, well, that is good to hear, definitely. And Paul, um, you know, for you. Also, again, a similar question. I, I guess, in a way, is is there, you know in the women's teams, for example, in Botswana, is it still quite male dominated in terms of coaching and that kind of thing, or are there more, more women who are involved in women's football? In terms so of to speak?
0: coaching, I would say it is a male dominated uh, area because I'm looking at uh, we have only only two teams. only two teams are coached by by women. Unfortunately, our our women coaches are really not yet qualified. There are still uh, we have we have two, two are still at sea uh, lessons. so that is the the problem that we are we are facing here in Botswana but uh, at least the association for now is trying to have lots and lots of uh, coaching courses uh, specifically for for women so it is still it is still hard so we always have these men uh, dominating when it comes to women's uh, football and then I'm looking at now. Uh, to add it is really growing because uh with the club licensing now premier league teams for for men uh is required to have uh women's teams so they're doing everything that they can because they've been thinking of professionalizing uh women's football and then uh women's players getting contracts and then when i look at uh which angela touched on when it comes to supporters uh especially when the teams that have a women's team and men's team, I'm looking at the likes of Tanshi Kolas and Habarumi United. S- some, because the teams sometimes, they can't do well or they do well. Uh, if, the game, if the games are, let me just say, on a Saturday in the afternoon for, for the girls, they will go to the stadium or watch the girls, and then from here they just cross to, towards the men. So some uh, have just decided that no, we are we are focusing on women's football now. And then you see uh, a family will just go support uh, the women players, and then your friends will just go uh, support, and then uh, your classmates or colleagues will just go and then other other teams that ain't playing on that particular day, they just uh fill it the, the, the stadium. Uh you look at uh the the amount that it is being used, it is just only Five hula. I'll just say it's about uh maybe seven rand when in 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 rents, So that is what is currently happening uh, in Botswana.
1: Yeah. No. Thank you. And uh, Angela, Gwen, Pearl. Thanks so much uh, for your time. I wish we could chat more, but unfortunately, we are out of time. But thank you to all three of you and all that you do for the beautiful game. And it's in its different facets but that's it for another episode of the Cassafa show we'll be back next week to wrap up the hollywood bets kassafa women's champions league and don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on soccer luma radio cassafa.tv spotify and itunes and you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kassafa.com and on twitter facebook instagram and tiktok